Hey guys, it's Cinnamon and I'm back with another episode of Sweet Tea, Southern Mama, doing autism from A to Z. Yesterday I recorded uh, an episode titled um, Autism with a Side of Chitlings because yesterday was the day that I hated autism the most I want to say. Um, I'm back today. A little more pep in my step today than I had yesterday, but most definitely not as much pep as I need. Um, I'm just going to take today as it comes and as it is. And I'm back because I wanted to come back with and record another episode for you guys and let you know pretty much how the day went after um, publishing that episode and um, how last night went and how our morning is going thus far. So yesterday, I just basically, you know, caught you guys up on where we've been since um, the pandemic started and everything that's been going on in our lives and some of the projects that we have that we're working on. And I also shared with you that um, the past couple of days have been pretty rough days for us because Cortland's sleep pattern is off. I'm not sure if it's due to medication or what it's due or if he's feeding off the tension tension that I have because I'm stressed about a couple of things or what it is. Um, but yesterday was what I like to call autism with the side of chitlins. And I say that because chitlins to me are the most disgusting and nastiest things in the world. And I hate them. <laughs> so that's how pretty much how I felt about autism yesterday and the day before. Um, we dealt with like a lot of meltdowns and you know, Cortland not sleeping. And then he finally went to sleep yesterday morning and he slept for a quite a bit yesterday. He did go to sleep last night, but he did not stay asleep last night. But, um, so that's why today I'm going to call this one autism with a side of liver pudding, because I hate that just as much as I hate chit <laughs> chitlins or whatever. So today is autism with a side of liver pudding, and that's how our morning pretty much started. Um, midnight, early morning is how it pretty much started. And what I want to share with you guys that when Cortland is not sleeping at night, it's not like it used to be when he didn't sleep, where there was constant trying to figure out what was going on with him, him being agitated, you know, him needing, you know, just constantly wanting something um, and not being able to com communicate what it was that he wanted or what it is that he needed during that time, during that time period. Um, now, when we have sleepless nights, it's more so Cortland just up, you know, he's up um doing something on the computer or he's up drawing in his sketch pad or he's talking my ears off my head off and the boy can talk like he can hold a full-fledged conversation like some of it may make sense some of it may not make sense but it's just like the constant talking and that is just it, it it can wear on you because like you know that he his body needs to sleep more than anything in the world but he's just so wired and I think that's the one thing that people fail to realize about children with autism is that their brains never shut off it's just constantly going because they are trying to process the things that we can process in a split second they don't process the way we do so and a lot of them don't sleep I know you know a lot of kids that are on the spectrum that don't sleep at all fortunately for us we are on medication and it does normally help but for some reason because we have stopped the ADHD medication it has thrown his sleep cycle out of whack so and then like I said it could 
could be that and it could also be, you know, the tension that he's, you know, he's feeding off of my feelings and my tension. You know, COVID has caused a lot of stress for a lot of people. And I'm not ashamed to admit that at this point, I am probably falling on the spectrum of those that are, you know, becoming depressed because of the whole situation and where we are right now. And not just the uncertainty of everything and then not to mention the whole COVID scare that we had a couple of weeks ago and then, you know, having family members um, contracted. But, you know, thank God they, you know, beat it and they're okay. Um, so it's just been a lot. So I, I, I want to couple all of that in with, you know, maybe some of the issues that we're experiencing as far as sleep is concerned. Um, this week for school with Cortland has been what they call essential standard check-in week, um, three days. Monday, they did uh, language arts. Tuesday, they did math. And uh, yes, and today they did writing. Well, Monday and Tuesday, we missed, of course, but he can, fortunately, he can make those up. So I'm really grateful for that. Today, we managed to get through the writing portion of it. And I am so overjoyed and so proud of my boy because given the fact that the kid did not sleep for two hours last night, he did everything that his teacher asked of him. He wrote his story, complete sentences, punctuation, capitalization of the right letters, words, and everything. So I am so extremely proud of Cortland right now. But um, today in my book is still a day of autism with the side of liver pudding. Because now I'm fighting the battle of trying to get Cortland to eat. This is another thing that we deal with. And we get, like, we go through these cycles. And people, I don't know, people believe me or like people might think that I'm crazy but I pretty much know what's going to happen at a certain point in the year because it always happens during that time so every year around this time we go through certain phases or stages and like I should have seen the sleepless nights coming but because we have been on the medication sleepless nights have not been you know as they used to be where we weren't sleeping at all for like nights at a time, weeks at a time, you know, months at a time. And I'm not even exaggerating. It's a wonder that we are able to function, like literally function today. Um, but so I, you know, I notice these patterns. I notice these things that happen and these things that transpire. And I they always happen the same day. This, excuse me, the same time each year. So I should have been like kind of, you know, prepared for it. But like, like autism always comes in like a wrecking ball. Like it, you never know, like you get so, and you shouldn't, but you do, you get so comfortable in the routine. And I talked about routine yesterday. Routine is key for us. You get so comfortable in your routine. And when you have it down pat to where it's working and there's nothing that's coming in and like wreaking havoc and everything is just, it's almost perfect. Like, and I know like perfection is, a, is something like really strong to say about living um, living with autism or having a child with autism um, on the spectrum, but it's almost like perfection in our world when, you know, things are, your days just go run smoothly. That's perfection to me. Um, but then autism just comes in like a wrecking ball. And like I said yesterday, you know, autism just comes creeping in like, 
like she belongs here like you know this is my house i pay the bills and i'm just gonna come in here and i'm gonna kick back and put my feet up on the table i will get me a cold drink out of the refrigerator and i'm just gonna have some fun and that's what autism is doing at this point in time in our lives but my thing is autism i see you I see you. And this one, you will not win. We may have a few days with of autism with a side of chitlins. We may have a few days with of autism with a side of liver pudding. But let me tell you something. At the end of the day, autism, you will not win. We got this. Trust and believe. And I know that we have it because of the performance that he just had with school this morning. And we are finished with semester work. But there are still requirements because we have to log attendance that of things that he has to do. So most days, as of late, since we stopped the concerta, it's been like a struggle to get him just to do those little things or whatever. But um, today he's eager. Like he's like, mommy, come on. I want to do so and so. I want to log into iRaddy. I want to do this. So I, I don't know if um, I should be overjoyed or if I should just be like wondering if like he's trying to set me up for failure or if autism is trying to set me up for failure for something later. Do I need to, you know, put my big girl panties on? Do I need to be prepared? Like, I mean, do I need to dress in all black because mama's going to come to play because she's going to win this battle? Autism, you're not going to have our day. That's what I'm here to say. So that's what we that's what's pretty much going on with us today. But I wanted to take the opportunity to to sit down and record another episode just because I um I think I'm onto something with the autism with the side of, you know, and I want to, you know, I want to show I want to show the ugly side of autism, but I also want to show the you can't let it get you down so bad that it controls your life. And yesterday, I kind of felt like that's where I was headed with it, that I was that it was going to start controlling my life again. Because at one point, it really did control my life because I felt because I sat back and I was so concerned with what other people thought. I was so concerned with, you know, people judging him and talking about him and like Cortland not being able to be, you know, be at the level of other kids. Like I've been been down that road I'm not ashamed to say that I was that parent I've not always been the parent that I am right now here today where I'm comfortable in talking about it but I felt like once I started talking about it that it would be easier for us and like I said I could probably help someone else that's in the same situation or you know some you know some somewhere similar to ours or not even if it's not close to ours just kind of shed some light that hey this could possibly happen to you one day and here this is how this is what we experience and these are the things that work for us now i will go on record to say that everything that works for my family may not work for another family i get that and i know other families get that too but if i can share just a little bit of wisdom of like where you might want to look where you might want to start then that's what i want to do and that's my purpose you know because everyone <laughs> we're going to you're going to have those days those autism autism with the side of liver pudding days or autism with the side of chitlin days i mean whatever you want to call it with the side of is what you're going to have um but there and then there are the beautiful days like in this moment right now 
I'm able to sit here and I'm able to record this podcast. Yesterday, I recorded the episode while Cortland was sleeping. Today, I'm recording it while Cortland is having a break and he's doing a preferred activity, something that he likes to do. He's currently out there creating something on his computer. I don't know what, but whatever it is, I will probably share it with you guys via social media later. Um, he's doing some sort of video or something. And I like that's the that's the best part of all of this is getting to see how his mind works. Like it's just amazing to me that this kid is six years old and like he can do more on a computer than most adults can that actually probably work in, you know, the field and with no training, just self-taught. And it's it's amazing to me. Like, you know, I call him my little tech guru and um, someone that we were friends with uh, coined him, named him the original unapologetic kid because the kid is truly unapologetic, like seriously. And, you know, and that's why I like to say that we're unapologetically embracing autism to the fullest each and every day. The bad days, the good days, the ugly days, the days that I just want to pull all my hair out or I want to crack open a bottle of tequila and take and take shot for shot for shot for shot for shot. You know, I have those days. I'm entitled to those days because this life is, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, but you definitely have to be built for it tough to do this life. So in this moment right now, I am, although it started out as autism with a side of liver pudding, I am sitting here and I am so, I feel, I feel whole, I feel full and able, and that I'm able to sit here and record this episode and with him being independent and doing what he's doing and I can hear him in the background you know I know that he's okay we're in separate rooms but and then I'm out then I'm looking out the bedroom window and it's just like gorgeous outside the sun is shining I see the little birds playing on the back fence and just a moment ago I saw a red bird and you know what we all the symbols that someone that we love that is in heaven has come down to say hello to us and that to me, like, just shows me that today is going to be a good day. And my angels are, are always constantly watching out over me, watching out over us. And, you know, that we're not in this alone. And, of course, we have, you know, a wonderful support system, wonderful friends, wonderful family. Um, but what I thought was going to be a really, really horrible day is turning out to be an amazing day. Although it, I'm still going to call it autism with a side of liver pudding because I'm like, autism, I see you. I see you sitting over there in the corner with that smirk on your face. You're just waiting to come in like a wrecking ball. But I'm here to tell you, sister, not today. <laughs> not today. You will not. No, not today. You cannot come all up in here willy-nilly thinking that you're just going to wreak havoc. We're not going to have it. We're going to have a positive day. And so, but um, with the whole sleep thing last night, you know, Cortland, like I said, Cortland takes medication and with him being on medication um, at a certain point in the month, the medication starts to run out. So last night was our last dose of what he takes is called is clonidine and it's a compound and um, it's, it relaxes him and helps him fall asleep. 
Um, normally he stays asleep, but when we get to the very tail end of it, um, I also do notice at that point is when we have issues with, um, him staying asleep. So we took our last dose last night. I'm currently sitting here waiting for it to be delivered. Thank God for the pharmacist, um, the pharmacy that we get it from because they will deliver it to us. So I don't have to take him out and take him inside to the farm, to the pharmacy, because like I said, Corlin will not wear a mask. So those are some things that I'm pretty grateful for. And all of this too. So the other thing, um, so tonight when we get when we get the new prescription today and I administer it to him tonight, um, hopefully it will help him sleep. The other things that I have gone back to as well is like uh lotioning him down with lavender or peppermint because it helps calm. It's a calming agent, I guess is what I like to call it. Um, and putting the lavender in, in his bath, like the essential oil. Um, that's something that I had to do a lot of before he was old enough to take medication to help him sleep. So um, I'm like, I find myself going back to old processes, old remedies that I did before to try to rectify what's going on with us now. Because not, you know, because if you don't sleep, you don't, you can't function properly. And because they because of the way his brain works and because he is always trying to process or is, you know, it's working like really, really fast. Like, um, it, it takes a toll on the body and when he crashes, he'll crash. Like yesterday, <laughs> it's so funny because yesterday he went to sleep and I, I didn't want him to sleep as long as he did because I was worried about last night. And that could be too why we didn't, you know, we only got two hours last night because I let him sleep as long as I did yesterday. But I called one of our friends and I was like, I was like, hey, sis, so um, Cortland's still asleep. I should probably wake him up, right? And she was like, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and so, and I never really asked people whether or not I should wake my child up or not, but I just wanted to see if you know, given the fact that my baby didn't sleep all night, you know, hey, should I go ahead and wake him up or whatever? And it was about four o'clock yesterday afternoon that I finally woke him up. Um, he woke up. He was in great spirits. You know, we didn't have any meltdowns or anything. You know, uh, his, he got his bath. He ate all of his dinner last night, which was perfect, magnificent, because that's another thing that we've been dealing with, the child and eating. And, you know, they only like to eat certain things or because of texture um, in the whole sensory processing. And I'll discuss that in another episode, probably in the next couple of days. Um, but so he ate all of that. And then, you know, I gave him the last dose of medication and he came into the room and he was like, mommy, Cortland wants to go to sleep. So he did his little thing where he had to take over my television and watch Pokio. And he climbed in bed with me and he sat there and he talked about something. I'm not really sure what the child was talking about, but he was having a conversation and I was just, okay, Cortland. Yeah, Cortland, <laughs> you know, just to let him know I'm listening to you, baby. Like I might not understand everything that you're saying to me right now, but I'm listening to you, baby. Um, and then the next thing I know, I called his name and I heard <laughs> he was gone, but it was only for two hours. So, but hey, I'll take two hours over no hours. 
So, anyways, so we're dealing, so we dealt with that and that the whole not the whole only sleeping two hours. And then we got up this morning and, you know, he was all bubbly and he's been bubbly all day and he did the work for the school and everything. So after we got finished with the essential standards check in, I was like, Cortland, it's time for breakfast. What would you like to eat for breakfast? So I start calling off things that I know that my child likes. And he's like, no, don't want that. No, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. So I'm like, okay, well, you go in the kitchen and you get whatever it is you want. Because like, it's, at this point, I just want something in his body. So whatever you, if you want to eat cake, we're going to eat cake. That's, I mean, you know, it may not seem healthy and it's not healthy, but I just want something in his body because I need him to have, he doesn't necessarily need the sugar, but I need him to have some sort of energy. So at this point, he gets... So I apologize because you'll hear his little voice in the background. He came in because he wanted mommy to know that he was resetting his iPhone for like the millionth time. But he actually wanted mommy to go through and do all of the prompts for him. And then I had to listen to him talk to Siri, who is one of his what is one of his favorite things to do but as I was saying um the one thing that we the the struggle that I was having this morning was trying to figure out what he wanted for breakfast so I kind of just gave him control of it and that's the one thing that I've been working on with his therapist and learning that when you allow them to have control over some things in their lives then it makes it easier because you're giving them the opportunity to one be independent but also the opportunity to you know, two to say, yeah, baby, I trust you. Like you, just because he is on the spectrum doesn't mean that I'm never going to trust him or any decision that he makes. But I have to be there to guide some of those decisions because of the way his mind processes things. So with the whole breakfast thing, this is where we are. So I'm like, you know, go in there, you get whatever, like I was saying, you know, you can get cake, whatever. I just want something in your belly at the time. So he goes into the refrigerator and it goes into the cheese drawer. This kid loves cheese. Like I can guarantee if he won't eat anything else, he'll eat cheese and rice and chicken. I know that for a fact. So he pulled out the shredded cheese. Mind you, this is my cheese for Thanksgiving next week that I just got from the grocery store. But it's okay. We can get more. So he pulled out this shredded cheese or whatever. And he opens the bag. And he gets his bowl. And bowl. And this is what I love about this kid. is the level of independence that I'm seeing every day. No matter how rough the days are. You can. When you see moments like this. It makes it all worth. It makes the bad days worth it. Because you know that you're getting somewhere. With everything that you're doing. All the therapies that you're doing. All the. You know. The reinforcements. And the redirections. And all that stuff. And you know. You know that you're getting somewhere. When you see see you know this level of independence in a child that is on the spectrum um I celebrate everything I celebrate every milestone I celebrate if Cortland you know Cortland just learned how to unbutton his pants and I didn't even know that the kid could do this and I went to go do it and he was like no mommy I have it I got it and he did it and y'all I cried like I bawled like a baby because some things take longer for him than 
other things. And that is just a lot of stuff that, you know, I've had to come to terms with. And it's been hard for other people to come to terms with it because like, as I talked about yesterday, the whole comparison thing, we still have people that want to compare him to other children. But as a parent, I have to nip that in the bud and say, hey, look, stop. My kid is not like other children. He is uniquely designed in the vision of God. God made him in the likes of him, not man. And that's what I want people to understand when it comes to our kids that are on the spectrum or when it comes to our children, other children that have other special needs or special health care needs that these kids are designed in the in the vision, in the likes of God, not in the likes of man. And that if that's the whole message that I want to convey when I do, when I, when I tell, when I talk about our journey is the uniqueness, the beauty, like, because it's beautiful, no matter how ugly it is sometimes, is it very beautiful? And that's what I want people to get. And that's what I want people to understand. But once again, I'm getting off track. So back to the whole breakfast thing. So he gets the cheese and he gets his bowl and he opens the cheese by himself, which is another thing that's really great. And so he <laughs> puts some cheese. He actually dumps the cheese in the bowl and it's a lot of cheese, but I know for a fact that he's going to eat it. So I'm not even going to, I'm not even messed up over the fact that half a bag of cheese is gone. Um, so he puts it in there and then he goes into the, you know, the crisper at the bottom, the bottom drawer. And he pulls out the grapes and he opens it and he pulls them apart, goes over to the sink. He gets a step stool. He goes over to the sink and he rinses the grapes off. And I know it's more so because he's seen me do it. But in my mind, I'm like, he knows that this needs to be done because you have to. I, we, I instill, we wash everything, we wash our hands after we take food out of the bag, we wash our hands after we go to the bathroom and wash our hands. We just wash our hands, period. Like I've been drilling, washing your hand, wash, wash your hands in him forever before, you know, the pandemic, because journal folks, like I can't, I can't live like, do not come into my house and don't wash your hands. Like don't go into my refrigerator and don't wash your hands. Don't touch anything and don't wash your hands. It's a pet peeve of mine. Like I've seen people go into the bathroom and come out and not wash your hands. And that's like the most disgusting thing ever. Like, ugh. but so I tell him, baby, you have to wash your hands and you have to, when we eat fruit, we have to rinse it off. But now, you know, we have to wash it off because of the whole pandemic and stuff. So we are very thorough in cleaning whatever we put into our bodies that is fresh. And, um, so he, you know, he washed off his grapes and everything. So, and then he, um, got another bowl and he pulled them apart and he said, mommy, can you cut these for me? Because we still, I still have cut everything in half for him as far as food is concerned. Because another thing with Cortland is Cortland doesn't like to chew. He thinks that he can swallow everything whole and yeah, <laughs> mommy is already paranoid about a lot of stuff. So, um, we still cut up everything for him. And so I cut the, you know, the grapes for him and gave them to him and he put them in his bowl. And so I'm thinking, okay, the kid, the kid did great. So he, and then he put everything back up. He put the cheese back up. He put the grapes back up. Then he got milk. He got the milk out of the refrigerator and he went into the cupboard where we keep the cups 
and he got him a cup and he poured him a cup of milk. Okay, so I'm like, okay, we're winning here. Oh, this is gonna be it's not like it's not like grits or sausage or eggs, but I'm okay. We got fruit, so I'm okay with it. The cheese, I'm kind of like, mm, but I'm like, okay, we got some cheese. And then he got the milk, so I'm like, oh, really? That's really good. So then he goes over. When we went to the store, when I when I ordered groceries the other day, I ordered like the the value pack, I guess, of Pringles, like the individual ones that you would put in a lunchbox. And he goes over to the Pringles and he takes out a pack, the little pack, the little cup of Pringles. And he takes all of his food to the table and he takes the Pringles along with him. So here I am like, okay, we got cheese, we got grapes. My baby's fancy, huh? Right? And he has his milk. But then he gets the Pringles and I'm like... That's my boy because I knew this whole grapes, cheese, milk thing was too good to be true. He just was trying to do this because really, in reality, what he really wanted for breakfast were those cheddar cheese Pringles. And he knew mommy probably was going to say no because you need to eat something. Even though I said cake would be okay, I, we were going to probably have to fight about it. But I needed him to eat something. So I let him get his Pringles. And so I, I'm hoping that when I go back out there, the grapes are going to be gone. The cheese is going to be gone. And I know for a fact the Pringles are going to be gone. And I know that the milk is going to be gone because the kid loves milk. So, But like a day that started out, you know, I was really skeptical about how the morning was going to go. I'm able to sit here and talk with you guys about how it's going and it's starting out it started out to be kind of questionable but like now I'm able to sit back and as I reflect over the last couple of hours the positiveness and the you know the I don't know like <laughs> the excitement of like just seeing everything that he did this morning and it turned the you know a day in autism with a side of liver pudding day into something that is at this moment really beautiful for me. Like I said, I know autism. I see you, girl. I see you over there in that corner. But I just want you to know that everything that my baby just did shows you that you don't define his days. He defines his day. And that's the message that I want to convey to everyone is that, you know, why I see her sitting over there chilling with her legs kicked back, drinking my Coca-Cola or whatever. Like autism, I see you. We see you. But what you don't see is like we're not going to allow you to have to wreak the amount of havoc that you've wreaked in the past. You're not going to define our days. My baby is currently defining his day. And, you know, <laughs> I'm still going to call it autism. With a side of liver pudding, because in the back of my mind, as great as the moment is right now, I have to stay vigilant in knowing that something could transpire that could trigger a meltdown that could, you know, just set him off. And But the one thing about me is I try to stay prepared. Like I, I, I watch and um, one of my really good friends, <sighs> Ebony. Uh, listened to my podcast this morning and she shared with me um 
a YouTube group uh, self-care because one of the things that I talked about yesterday was not, you know, doing enough for myself because I'm so constantly concerned about Cortland. And I know for a fact that, you know, self-care is key. And as of late, my body has been telling me that, you know, you need to slow down, you need to rest. And, you know, when you don't get enough rest, your body will start to hurt. And the past couple of I would say even months, my body has just really been hurting a lot. <clears throat> and I, I know it's like from lack of sleep and probably lack of ex exercise too, because everything is so devoted to Cortland. And I'm so eternally grateful for Ebony and for her sharing that, you know, that group with me. And I'm definitely going to um, check it out and talk about it when I do my um, self-care episode. But um I'm saying all of this to say, you know, like I, I stay, I remain vigilant in everything. I stay on my P's and Q's. I stay on guard because I never know what's going to happen. What's going to trigger him. Um, it could be a person. It could be a smell. It could be a sound. Uh, it could be anything. It could, he could knock over a cup of milk or a cup of water or, uh, knock something over and it, it can send him into meltdown. So I'm always on high alert like I'm always just like watching constantly to the point to where mommy gets neglected a lot just simply because if I can catch something before it happens to send him into a full-blown meltdown then that's what I need to do because I don't think people understand that once they're in and once they're gone they're gone and it could take sometimes you know a few minutes to an hour or more and it, it can be hard and it's taxing on them. It's taxing on their bodies. It's taxing on their psyche. Um, and it's taxing on me as a parent. It's taxing on the parent, you know, simply because there are things that you want to fix when it comes to this. And you just know that you cannot fix it. No matter how vigilant you are, sometimes there are just some things that you just can't reach out and touch and just fix it. And that's, that's me. And I think that's why and I don't want to make you know, excuses for self neglect. But I think that's why my focus is so much on Cortland. Because if I could, I say this all the time, if I could just live inside his brain for one day, I would do it. If I could just, if I could just, if someone tapped me on my shoulder and tapped him on his shoulder, and it was like Freaky Friday type episode. And they said, Anja, or Cinnamon, you now have autism and Cortland is neurotypical. I would do that. I would carry this for my child and I'm pretty sure any other parent would too just because I know the the beauty of the neurotypical world and but I also know the harsh reality of it too and I guess that's the other part of me that really celebrates Cortland having autism is that uh he's able to see beauty in everything even in the ugliness that's going on in society now, he would be able to see the beauty in it because he, his mind just wouldn't process it the way our minds process it. And in everything that's, that has been going on in society, having a child on the spectrum, that is what has kept me whole and kept me going. So, yeah, I'm just, I don't know, like today started out autism with the side of liver pudding but being able to sit here and look out the window and see the birds you know fight one another or play with I won't say fight play with each other on the back fence and you know look over at the trees and see the you know the autumn leaves and the sun is shining bright and it's just a gorgeous day outside and you know 
like I said, autism, you tried it, but <laughs> girlfriend, no, you tried it like you really did. She tried autism, you tried it like you really tried it, girl. <laughs> but you today you just don't win. You just you honestly do not win. So here's what um I wanna let you guys know. Um first of all I wanna thank everyone for the positive feedback that I got from yesterday's episode um and for all the follows that we got for the podcast. I'm hoping that people will continue to tune in. Um I want to become more, you know, consistent with recording episodes, but like I stated, you know, life happens and sometimes you just have to place things on the back burner. But we have a story to tell and I want to continue to tell that story. Um, but coming up with us, you know, it's the holidays. So of course we'll have some quirky holiday stories to talk about and some things that we do <clears throat> during the holidays to help Cortland understand, you know, what's exactly happening, what, you know, and keeping up with trendy traditions that my family started when I was younger, my grandmother specifically, and, you know, my mom trying to carry them on after my grandmother passed away uh, 13 years ago. So I want to <clears throat> excuse me, definitely instill those into, you know, help bring those traditions into Cortland's life. So I'll probably record some, you know, episodes based on that. But some other things we have going on, um, you know, just finishing up, uh, we're finished up with school. Um, just trying to fill those days, fill the voids of not having to actually log in and do actual curriculum, but, you know, still have to do the I ready, but just trying to do some other things with him. He does have quite a few social media pages that I'm, you know, trying to maintain and manage. Um, we have our main page, which is Cortland's World on Instagram. So if you want to follow him, you can follow him. Um, it's Instagram.com um, forward slash Cortland's World. Um, that is our platform page. That is our unapologetically embracing autism page. Um, uh, that's pretty much where I share everything. Everything that Cortland does, I share on there, and I also share when I record episodes of my podcast. Um, he has a small shop. We have a small business called Cortland's Corner that I launched for him on his sixth birthday. You know, um, I don't know really what the future holds for Cortland. I know I'm hoping and I'm, uh, you know, you know, hoping that college is in the cards for him. But if it's not, then there's other, you know, we have to look at other avenues. But I I know for a fact that college is probably going to be in the cards for Cortland. Um, but I can't just put all my eggs in one basket. You know, I have to have my ducks in a row. So what I wanted to do is I, you know, in 2020 started to draft a blueprint to build a foundation. So, you know, there's a legacy that is a positive legacy that is left behind by me and by my child. And so um, I worked on starting the the business the small business for him and it's been very successful you know um all, coming out of the gate starting a business is really hard but anyways uh th we also have that page on instagram and that's Cortland's corner um we are all it's also on facebook on uh Cortland's corner and then there's a Cortland's corner vip page um he also has social uh facebook page um titled Cortland Greer and then we also have another page Cortland's World on Facebook um where all the pieces of the puzzle fit just a little bit differently um and that's pretty much where a lot of the 
activity from his his platform Instagram page is loaded. Um, and then we have another page that's called Cortland's Playhouse. And on that page, what we're going to do probably is I'm in the process of revamping it. What we're going to do on that page is continue to upload activities that we do, like sensory activities and some of the fun things that we do around the house, like science experiments. And we're going to invite our friends, um, our friends, our parents that, you know, have children uh, of course, parents have children, um, <laughs> friends that have children to uh, follow us and join the page and also share some of the fun things that they do as a family as far as activities and experiments and things like that. Um, it's a platform for kids to share things. Um, and then, you know, I started the back in February, uh, registered and started the nonprofit organization, Mad Moms Advocating Daily for Autism. And I kind of had to put that on the back burner just because life happened and then some other things transpired. But what I want to do is go back full force and continue to work with that because um, as I stated yesterday, I'm not just advocating for my child. I'm advocating for every child that is on the spectrum. And all children, really all children that have some sort of special health care need, um, I don't just have to be a voice for mine. I can be a voice for everyone. And I think a lot of parents that advocate, advocate not solely for their children, but for all children that walk in the same shoes that our children walk in on a daily basis. Um and also, I'm um, hoping to have another big announcement here in the next couple of days uh, as far as something that I would hopefully be working on coming in the spring of 2021. I'm just waiting to get the call back. So if you guys, if you send positive vibes, if you pray, you know, send some of those our way um, in hoping that this all pans out for us um, because God charged me with an assignment and I want to uh definitely share my share share this assignment, share my journey as a parent and share Cortland's journey as uh a child that lives with autism spectrum disorder and then share the the overall journey as a family that lives, you know, autism with the side of liver pudding or autism with the side of chitlins or autism with the side of chicken McNuggets, you know, whatever whatever type of day we are we're having. I would like to continue to share it with you guys. Um, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to hop off here. I'm going to end this episode and maybe I'll be back tomorrow. Maybe I'll be back the next day, but, um, just stay tuned. I will be back and I want to um, take this opportunity to thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode and leave subscribe, um, so that you'll know when I, you know, upload new, when I publish new episodes and also leave feedback. Tell me, you know, ask me questions. If there's something that you want me to specifically talk about, don't be afraid to leave a question. If your friends or family that are listening to this, you know how to hit me in the inbox, on my cell phone, wherever. Just let me know and let me know what you want me to talk about, what you want to know about, any questions that you want to ask Cortland. And hopefully one day I can get him on and he can talk to you guys and let you know what it's like to live in Cortland's world because that's what it is now. It's Cortland's world. Like everything is Cortland's world. Like that's how he refers to himself, Cortland's world. But anyways, guys, this has been Cinnamon Sweet Tea Southern Mama doing autism from A to Z. Autism with a side of liver pudding today. Thank you guys for listening. Have a blessed Wednesday.